Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 And here we go, ladies and gentlemen, Armed American Radio's monster cast begins right now in Georgia's AAR Ranch. The Car Firearms Group studios are lit up for you. Sig Sauer microphone is on fire. X-Insurance is presenting all of it. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how are you doing today, my friend? Uh, Not too bad. Would you be kind enough, as you always are, to tell people where they can watch the show, as long as they're not driving, please, and also participate in that active chat? All right, sure, yeah. If you don't want to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com on the right-hand side of that website. You're going to see that menu icon. Just give that a slap, and when that window opens up, you can select that Watch Live option. We've also got the Listen Live and the podcast links right there available for you, too. If you want to support the show, head on down to that shop link. If you'd like to join our live chat, then all you have to do is head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Boom, pow, zamo. That will bring you in, ladies and gentlemen. Greg, thanks for that. We appreciate it very much. Before I get going with our first guest, Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, I want to point out that you're going to be hearing from three new partners here at Armed American Radio. Two of them will be joining me on the air today. John Gibbon at Arms List will be here in the next hour. And Paul Reggio will be here from Barrel Buddy. Wait till you hear about this product. It is a game changer. It will change your life. And it will do it for under 15 bucks. I mean to tell you, these things are incredible. I have some here. We'll hold those up on camera for you later on in the broadcast. Welcome in. Let's get started. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. I know you came home with the SHOT Show crud, and I know you still have a touch of it, so I appreciate you being here in advance, Alan. Thank you for powering through to join us on air today. How are you, my friend? Well, still a little under the weather, but better than I've been all week, so we're getting better. Oh, I can hear it. Greg, I can hear it. I feel terrible. (laughs) Yeah, Alan, make sure you take care of yourself. We need you out there fighting. Good heavens, I feel bad for you. Well, let's get going. We've got you for two segments, so we're going to move right along with you. We have a number of issues that I want to cover with you. Uh, Last week, of course, for the same reason, you were not on the program. So I want to jump in to, well, we'll just start right here at the top. I want to cover some news releases, some great work that the Second Amendment Foundation is up to. And let's start with this. Attorneys for the Second Amendment Foundation, ladies and gentlemen, have filed an appeal brief with the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in their challenge of the ban on so-called assault weapons by the state of Connecticut. This case is known as Grant v. Lamont. Allen, Connecticut, just like any other blue-run state controlled by Democrats, playing games again now. And this is a state that has a slew of gun control already on the books. What are they trying to do now, and where are we in this case? 
Well, as you know, Mark, they've already banned us all up as a while back, but now they've that if you had one that was sort of grandfathered in, now they're looking at getting rid of the grandfather as well and redefining assault weapons to include a lot more firearms. This has been a frustrating case for us because when we a Grant versus Lamont, we did it well back in uh, September of 22. Now we're now, now in 24, and we finally got to file our appeal with the appeals court because the judge in this case uh, was playing games with us and wouldn't set up court calendars, court dates, discovery motions or anything. So we just hung in his court. We couldn't get out of his court to anywhere. We knew he was never going to rule in our favor, but he was he was really obnoxious to the point that he, he wouldn't do anything. He just buried our case in his court so it couldn't go anywhere. Well, finally, he got forced to, to rule against us, and so now we're able to file the appeal uh, with the Second Circuit Court of Appeals to challenge us and move it on up the ladder. So it's very, very frustrating because we get judges like this that misuse their courtroom and don't give you your day in court. It becomes a little obnoxious. Well, now we're out of his court and we can move it on up. And, of course, after the Bruin Supreme Court decision, uh, there's no historical relevancy uh, to this ban. Uh, totally unconstitutional. And I'm looking forward to getting an appeals court ruling. Alan, how many assault weapons ban? And, ladies and gentlemen, I use that term loosely, Okay. I use that term because that's what we it's what the way the news reports it. And for those who might be new to the program, I don't want to confuse anybody with modern sporting rifles. Those of you who know, know, but we use that term for that very reason. Alan, let's talk Bruin here because you said 1222. That's six months post Bruin. Well, September 22. Yes. OK, we so what we, we filed this after the Bruin case. Uh, because obviously this, this ban is definitely not constitutional at this point. Um, and from September 22 until now, we've been stuck in this judge's court. All right. How many assault weapons ban? Let me go back to that question. How many of these types of cases are we currently fighting right now at SAF anyway? At least three, uh, right? Well, we've got uh, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, uh, Maryland, uh, Illinois, Washington, Oregon, California, and maybe a few others thrown in there as well. Uh, so, yeah, we, there, this is one category that has a lot of cases on our plate. So that I count eight there, and I think you're right. I think there's another one as well. So with this amount in court, with the activity on these types of cases – do we have any indication when one of these may get to the Supreme Court or which one might get there first? Again, I, I, I think it's probably going to be Maryland. I could be wrong on that. We never know what the courts are going to do as we see them delay here in Connecticut, for example. But we are confident that one of these cases will get to the Supreme Court, right? Yeah, and I think you're probably right. It's a good shot it's going to be Maryland. My second case would be California. One of those two have, have probably had the quickest chance of getting there. And how do you feel about that case when it does get to the Supreme Court post-Bruin? Well, uh, based upon Bruin, I don't see how the Supreme Court doesn't rule in our favor. There's no historical precedent. Uh, the language of the Second Amendment is pretty clear. It doesn't say except for semi-automatic rifles. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident we'll win this case once we get it there. But again, it takes time, effort, and money uh, to get there. And this one was very frustrating out of Connecticut because we had a judge that just sat on it and, and, and yeah. wouldn't even rule. We figured he'd rule against us pretty quickly, and we'd be up to the appeals court last year sometime, you know, mid-last year, uh, and we just got there now. All right, I'm going to theorize, and, and you know, obviously we don't know, but it, it seems to me to make sense when you look at this being post-Bruin, 
it would make sense that he would rule quickly. However, I can understand if he is anti-gun that he wants to push this off because he knows of the inevitability of the end result of this case. And he might just be trying to buy some time to see what Connecticut legislative bodies might do. Could there be some truth to that? Oh, yeah. And, you know, our, our, our local plaintiff with us, uh, organizational plaintiff is the Connecticut uh, Citizens Defense League, and they've been very frustrated by this as well. Uh, we've got a great team of attorneys, uh, you know, working the case who've been pushing this court to move, but the court just, just pretends we don't exist. It pretends it was never filed. Now, of course, that they've had a rule, finally ruled against us, we can move it on up, and I feel really good about this. Good. If you feel good, I feel good. Let's quickly pivot to New Mexico. Let's move across the country to the southwest. A lot going on in New Mexico, and it started, well, we can really tie this back to Governor Grisham and her unconstitutional order or edict, if you will. Uh, They've been playing a lot of games. She has in the governor's office. But now we have a Second Amendment Foundation filing a consolidated appeal in a challenge of New Mexico's 2A restrictions. Tell us a little bit about that before we go to this first break, if you would. Yeah, we're in the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals in Denver, uh, Colorado. Uh, our local organizational plaintiff is the New Mexico Shooting Sports Association, the Firearms Policy Council as well, and, and individual you know individual plaintiffs. Other people have filed suits too, and we've convinced everybody to file a consolidated appeal in challenging the New Mexico 2A restriction. Uh, and you know, and of course, I feel really good about winning this one over time as well. Uh, so we, we've already gotten an original, the district court gave us a temporary restraining order. So we sort of like won at the lower court level to begin with, but Christian continues to enforce her ban on carrying in parks and playgrounds, uh, insisting it's constitutional. Um, and of course, you know, it just doesn't quite cut it that way. Uh, there are public places that people are licensed to carry are going to carry firearms. And she's saying they can't even the law says they can. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're in court uh, trying to get rid of the rest of her uh, anti-gun law here. Well, I think I've asked you this before. I'm going to ask it again, because as we see her continue to play games, she's been shot down by powerful Democrats in positions of great authority, attorney general, uh, local DA, sheriffs, law enforcement, etc. What is 30 seconds here? We'll, we'll let you answer this as, as we go to the break. What do you think her game is here? She's just trying to make a name for herself before we go to the break. Well, she knows she's admitted that what she's doing is unconstitutional, but you right. know, we have to try to do something. Uh, she's showing how anti-gun she is and has no respect for the law, uh, and there's no doubt it's going to get struck down. And, and all these other, you know, the, the majority of people in New Mexico uh, su- support the right to carry a firearm for self-defense if you have the permit to do so. So she's going to lose, and she doesn't have public opinion on her side either. Ladies and gentlemen, more proof positive. The other side is never going to stop. I hope you understand that. That's why you need to join the Second Amendment Foundation. What you're hearing Mr. Gottlieb talk about right now is so critical and so important. SAF.org. 15 bucks a year, $150 for an annual members or for a lifetime membership. We'll be right back with Alan. Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, and precision. And we have a new partner who you can purchase the food for those Daniel Defense rifles. Pistol, the new pistol is out, the H9. 
ptammo.com. Make sure to check them out. We'll talk more about them later in the broadcast. Let's go back now here on the uh, six-hour platinum and powerful microphone in these Car Firearms Group studios presented by X-Insurance to the great Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Alan, let's continue the discussion. I, I do want to go back to Grisham briefly, just briefly. But, and, and listeners, many of you, you're, you're listening in New Mexico right now on a number of stations. I, I'm directing this question to you as well. Alan, do, do people not understand, or let me say this, does the governor not, oh, clearly she does, but voters, make your voices heard. Alan, this woman is wasting so much taxpayer money in New Mexico. I have to ask why. When she knows she's going to lose, she's admitted that what she wants to do will fail. She's flat out admitted that on tape. We have it. We've played it. But they continue to push this. It's incredulous. And taxpayers are on the hook for this stuff, Alan. Why do they do this? Well, she's obviously a very proud gun grabber, and she doesn't want anybody to exercise their Second Amendment rights. Uh, and she doesn't care. I mean, this is where, you know, they talk about, you know, protecting our democracy, um, you know, and, and the rule of law. These are what Democrats do protect our democracy and the rule of law. And I think it's important to point out, it, to me anyway, it signals that she's got something up her sleeve. She's trying to impress someone somewhere. Eventually, it will come out. Let's continue now with some more stuff that the Second Amendment Foundation is up to. We have new TV spots getting ready to come out. I always enjoy these, but these are designed to go right at Biden's newest gun grab. So a two-pronged question here would be when we look at the gun, normally we see a shift as we get closer to an election away from gun control. This administration is showing none of that whatsoever so the timing of these spots are right do you feel that they will pivot at some point away or are they going to continue to push in this direction which is fairly unusual in a presidential election alan let's be honest well to be honest with you it hasn't been so much for uh you know, Biden in his last race either. Uh, Barack Obama didn't run away from it either. Uh, the Democrats have become very emboldened uh, with their billion-dollar, you know, fat cats that support their anti-gun agenda. Uh, I don't think they're going to move away from it. I think they're going to move more and more to it, and double and triple down, just like some of the states did after they lost the Bruin decision of the Supreme Court. Rather than passing legislation that was slightly less restrictive, they went and doubled down and passed you know, legislation that was even more restrictive than what got struck down. And that's what we're seeing now. Uh, it's that polarized. It's that crazy. And that's why we're running these TV spots now uh, for 2024. This is our first week of launch for the year. 18 cable networks, 19 total national spots. We're going to reach, you know, several tens of millions of people. Uh, we're really excited. And, again, we're using Biden's own words about how he wants to ban semi-automatic rifles and 9-millimeter handguns uh, to show how extreme he really is. And our goal here is to organize people to help us get more support for our litigation, challenging a lot of these laws and, and, and uh, uh, executive orders that he's put in place. You know, we've already done uh, the, the pistol bra the bra braces and uh, frame receiver rules. We've challenged in court. And we're winning on those. Of course, the administration's appealing them. So they're climbing up the ladder. And one of those probably hit the U.S. Supreme Court as well. Uh, and so, you know, we're trying to organize more and more gun owners and, and let people know that there are diff multiple different ways that you can exercise your Second Amendment rights to help protect your firearms freedom. Alan, I, I have to ask this. Is, is it 
do you believe maybe the administration feels emboldened to do this in the face of Bruin because of success? Obviously, the president uh, judges appointments. Do they feel emboldened because of judges now that they're going to tie that they know these are going to go to court? They're looking at possible favorable rulings. And this is just yet another attempt to delay the inevitability of what we know is eventually going to happen because of Bruin until they can hopefully they're hoping that they can win the election and make changes to the Supreme Court. Is that likely why they're doing this in the face of that? That's probably part of it, but I think a big part of what's emboldened them a lot is they feel the NRA is, you know, is, is weakened uh, right now and, and on yeah. the ropes. And as a result, they can push their agenda through better uh, and get public more on their uh, on their side. And so that's that's what's emboldening them more than anything. Let's talk briefly about the NRA. You brought it up. It's a good place to segue. Wayne is out. Retirement officially began at midnight on February 1st. He's still tied up in court. He's made some admissions that have shocked a lot of people. But yet again, the left is out there talking about Wayne LaPierre as if he is the end-all, do-all, and that they are growing, the NRA is shrinking, and some reason, for some reason they believe, or they don't mention anyway, groups like the Second Amendment Foundation and states' rights organizations, and their pile-up of losses in courtrooms across this country, do they actually believe, or is it just a, is it just media hype to continue to go after Wayne LaPierre even after he's now officially out? Well, um, some of that, what you're saying, is all true. But again, like today, uh, the Washington Post story that quoted me in it, while they talk about how the NRA has been weakened, they're admitting there are other gun rights groups that have picked up the slack. And they quoted me in saying that it's never been about NRA headquarters. It's always been about the NRA members. And the NRA members have lots of places they can go to to fight for their gun rights. Believe me, they're going to do that. And the Washington Post admitted that, you know, uh, Second Amendment Foundation's revenues increased 67 percent uh, based on the activities we're doing in protecting gun rights. So, uh, you know, while the story was not friendly to the NRA based upon the problems they're having, they admitted there were other gun, gun groups out there that have picked up the slack. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to watch the anti-gunners play games with this with the NRA. We'll move on from the NRA. Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms just put out a release on Maryland. Can you talk about it briefly? Yeah, you know, in, in Maryland's really got got us got us upset at the office for, at the Citizens Committee because they've been blaming gun owners and gun dealers for all the crime that they're having in their state, and they pushed this new gun control legislation, Senate Bill 488. Uh, it's a solution to violent crime, and all it does, of course, is penalize all the wrong people, like you and me and other gun owners who are law-abiding in, in the state of Maryland. Uh, and they're calling it the Gun Industry Accountability Act, as if the gun industry commits the crimes, and what they, of course, they want, what they want to do is, is, is make it so that law-abiding people and, and companies are held responsible for people misusing guns and put them out of business, so to speak. And what was interesting is, is that in Maryland, uh, it ranks eight, eighth in the country, supposedly, for the strongest gun laws. Uh, but it's 14th out of 50 for total homicides, uh, with more than 500 slayings uh, in, in a year. And, and of course, they, with everything they put in place doesn't work. So their idea is to give you more poison and blame gun owners for the problems that are there, rather than you know lack of law enforcement, you know cash-free bail, uh, letting criminals back out on the streets again, uh, prosecuting to begin with. Uh, and and this is what's ripping our fabric of our country apart. 
because Americans realize the fact that you know, they're not getting the protection from government that they deserve, and if they don't have a firearm to protect themselves, uh, no one's going to be there to protect them. Uh, and so we, we went after Maryland, uh, with this national news release, uh, on the, you know, on showing how misguided they are and how off base they are. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's just, yeah, we can't let them get away with it. You, you've got to call them out all the time. And that's exactly what you do at the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, ladies and gentlemen, and the Second Amendment Foundation. Alan, we did it. We got all of those topics in that I wanted to get in with you. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. We'll be back with Barrel Buddy right after this. of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Ah, welcome back to Armed American Radio's Monster Cast here at Georgia's AAR Ranch. The Sig Sauer mic is fired up for you, platinum and very powerful, being heard on hundreds of radio stations across the nation right now, live, as we bring you the show from the Car Firearms Group Studios. This, of course, is the Monster Cast. You are on the Armed American Radio Network with me. I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom, and it is all brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance. Greg, real quick before we go to our guest, Alan is a just an incredible wealth of information, and yet again, here we are fixing the problems in courtrooms across the country. I have to stress that again, the importance of this organization. My gosh, I, did you take that away from what we just heard from him? Uh, absolutely, and with the number Good of heavens. with the number of cases that are just that they're fighting in courts in states around the nation as well on the federal level if uh if you don't recognize this the the level of weight that these people are carrying in order to continue to fight for the second amendment and second amendment rights i i think you're probably living under a rock if you don't have any kind of grasp as to the enormous effort that is being put forth here in order to protect rights all around the nation well said let's go to our next guest paul reggio barrel buddy ladies and gentlemen this is a game changer here, and I'll tell you why before. Well, well, let's welcome Paul. Paul, welcome to the show, brother. It's great to have you here for what will not be the last time. I can promise you that. How are you? Hey, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, and thanks for being here today. I appreciate you taking some time out to join us on the air and talk about this amazing product. Now, I have a bag of them here in my hands. We'll talk about that in just a second. But, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you just a real quick update, because I know you're probably like me. I don't clean my guns as often as I should. I know that for a fact. It's messy. Sometimes it stinks. I get yelled at sometimes if I'm not cleaning them out in the garage. Patches get dirty, right? And like Barrel Buddy says on the, on the website, they're prehistoric. Patches are prehistoric. And Barrel Buddy comes along. Paul, this is a one of those slap-in-the-head deals for me. Is like, why didn't I think of this, right? Talk a little bit about how this concept came about and how it will revolutionize the way people actually clean their guns and make them want to clean it because it's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, that's one of the things we hear from our customers. The phrase that we most hear when they see it is they say, wow, I can't believe no one's ever thought of this before. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm not alone. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, it's a common sense thing. And when you think about just that alone, well, that's why no one thought about it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lack of common sense these days. 
Um, but it was really out of born out of necessity. We were, um, I live in Michigan and it was deer season. I was out all day, black powder, um, with my 50 cal came back and it had been raining and I, like a stubborn deer hunter stayed out all day, came back, went to discharge around and it was kind of like a roaming candle out the front of my barrel, (laughs) just trashed my barrel. So we were back, went back to the camper and we didn't bring anything to clean guns we typically don't when we're when we're hunting um and we had to improvise improvise and we just we just started trying to work the problem and work the problem and i had a rod you know they come with the 50 cals right um so we just started experimenting and it was then we we kind of figured out you know what um maybe there's a better way to do this because we knew all the cleaning products we had used dirty patches which there's from the civil war. Right. And then you've got this rope that you drag through that drags particulate back through the barrel over and over. We just knew that all that stuff was inadequate. So that started us down, down journey of really messing around with stuff and experimenting. And lo and behold, the barrel buddy, I'm holding one up for the camera. It's small. It's what's it made of. It feels unique. Yeah, it's a multi-polymer um, and uh, multi-stage polymer. That's what we call it. One, one. We designed it. It took a long time, actually. It, it, it's a simple product, but when you think about having to have the correct uh, compression within the barrel from a twenty-two to ten gauge, uh, and we wanted to limit how many we had, so there's seven bags and they cover that entire range. It took a long time to figure that out. And then it took a long time to experiment and figure out what materials we wanted because we wanted something that was going to pick up particulate, kind of scrub, and then we wanted something also that was going to evenly apply the the oil as as you push the barrel buddy through. And that took a long time to figure out. But, again, it was about everything else reintroduced particulate back into the barrel, and we knew that that – would affect function it would affect accuracy and there was always like lint or fiber or felt mm-hmm. um, residue in there every and and uh even when we clean the action people use q-tips and and all kind of crazy stuff so our our, per, our the goal was to try to find something that left nothing behind and that's when you clean your action with them because we clean the whole gun or the barrel. And again, just nothing to impede function or accuracy. So explain how to use this, because ladies and gentlemen, if you, again, you run patches through until the patches come out clean. How many patches do you go through the mess, the stink, you know, the dirty fingers? We all know we've all been there. Okay. Your office reeks, your, your man cave reeks, whatever it may be. And some people like to smell that stuff. I don't mind it, to be honest with you. But at the same time, this thing, what do you make one or two passes and your your barrel is clean and guys these things are 15 bucks 14.99 for a pack of 50 which is going to clean about 13 to 15 guns in a snap so explain how to use this real quick yeah well it all comes down to the maintenance of your gun right so if you're using patches or dragging a a, a multicolor rope through your gun um how quick it gets clean is going to be based on consistency of the maintenance of your firearm. So the barrel buddy, you'll put it in with the, that. If you can see it, your, if your audience can't see it, there's a scrubby or a 
open cell type side to it. Um, and that's what you would put in to the barrel first. And you dip, you can dip that in solvent or spray solvent down your barrel. But if you dip it, the good thing is it, unlike patches and in anything else, there's no splatter. You don't have oil dripping all over the place. So you can dip that tip in, in oil, um, solvent and put it in the barrel. And then you take your regular cleaning rod and we would recommend a tip that isn't the tip used to put patches through just a tip with a point on it or just a blunt tip and you just slowly pump it through the barrel out the breech uh, depending you know if you have a shotgun that opens up or you know whatever the case may be it would depend what way you push it but ultimately we recommend you know always breaking your gun down right to clean the entire right. thing but if you can't and that's another good thing we come right off the range before we pack down because we don't want it. You know, some people dig it maybe, but we don't want to go home and clean our guns right, right away. Right, right. So we'll come off the range. We'll pump a couple through right into the garbage can. You run them through once. You don't put them through over and over because, again, that's defeating the purpose. It's like using toilet paper, right? We wouldn't want to do that. So um, we'll punch a couple through at the range right into the garbage can, and it permits us space then to do a more thorough clean later on. That's, you know, days later if we wanted to. Yeah, and I got to ask the question of listeners I'm asking, how many people do that? Do you clean your gun at the range? Likely not. No. In fact, I, I come home and don't clean them sometimes right away and might not clean them again for a couple other range sessions. Paul, yeah. I mean, I'm just being honest, and I think most people are like that. Listen, we're getting ready to take a break. I'd like to keep you here. I have an open segment sure. in the next segment. Would you like to stay and also talk some guns, God, and politics yeah, absolutely. as well? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's talk freedom. We're talking with Paul Reggio, the founder and uh, one of the managing partners over there at Barrel Buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, you can pick them up. Like I said, they're under 15 bucks for a bag of 50 of these things. It is, it's a game changer. And as a gun owner, you can protect your investment with Barrel Buddy. And it's simple to do. BarrelBuddy.com. BarrelBuddy.com. When we come back, Paul is going to stick with us, and we are going to talk about whatever it is we want to because we can, because it's our show, and they don't want us to talk about it, which is why we do it. That's why we're here. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast here in the Georgia AAR Ranch Car Firearms Group Studios on the Six Hour Mike, all brought to you by X Insurance, continues with one more segment with Paul. Don't go away. wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Yeah, if you're watching the show on camera, Apple TV or whatever device you're using, please don't do that while you're driving, by the way. That is a sugar-free Red Bull I'm on right there. It's a crappy, cold, rainy day here in Georgia. Greg, thanks for sending that weather our way, but I know you're sending us some warmer weather to start the week off, it's going to be sunny. And in the 60s, top down, we'll be, top will be down on the AAR vet. We'll be cruising around the street. So if you see us, wave, say hello. Welcome back to the show, guys. Car Firearms Group Studios. Coming up in the next hour, AWR Hawkins will be here for two segments. And John Gibbon from Arms List will be here. They've been fighting the Brady campaign for years. You're going to hear all about it. And they've won every single time. So we're going to gloat and kind of run around in circles. 
because that's always fun to do. Paul Reggio, founder over at Barrel Buddy. Welcome back, brother. I'm glad you could stick around with me. I'm having fun talking with you. Again, it's BarrelBuddy.com, but I want to talk about more stuff with you, too, because yeah, I, I, the, the text I got or the email I got from you today, I, man, I'm free. I'm open. Anytime to talk about God, guns, I'm all over it. So I'm glad you stuck around. Let's go to some of that. Let's talk a little bit about the state of the industry right now. Do you see politically any change? You know, was 23 was a tough year for the firearms industry for some weird reason. It's it's when you think about it, there are clearly economic reasons why inflation is up. People might be spending a lot more on groceries and maybe don't want to drop that 599 on a new gun right now. I understand that. However, with a political year upon us, what do you think is getting ready to happen with the industry right now? How do you feel about it? Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting year, right? Um, it's going to be very interesting to see if things play out um, like we've seen uh, during COVID and and if things are going to be considered fair again. And, you know, if if or, you know, if we're going to to erode the trust that, that Americans have uh, in the system, um, I, I think that all that all relates to your question um there when when things when inflation's high people are going to have to make decisions and prioritize where they put their money and if it comes down to food or a new gun um you're going to buy food and else is up right gas electric everything else so it's going to be interesting to see i think one of the things that when we talk to gun manufacturers, gun dealers, uh, stores, and our customers, a lot of people are saying, listen, what I'm interested in right now is ammo. I want to make sure I have enough ammunition, um, and I want to make sure that I maintain the weapons I have. Boom. And so people are looking to take care of what they have. I think uh, it's it, with a little more uh, heightened, uh, heightened you know, sensitivity around I better make sure that my maintenance of those weapons are there because I can I can buy new ones if I if I if I want, but I need to make sure the ones I have that I'm shoot with all the time that I'm accurate with that I trust and I feel comfortable with. I need to make sure those are functioning properly at all times. So, you know, the store owners that I know, they're saying that they're extremely busy um, and that they're selling guns like crazy. But yeah. they don't they don't know if this continues, uh, the economic environment continues. They don't they're, they're not really as positive as they were uh, confident as they were, um, you know, in the past about sales continuing like this. What's interesting about that, I think that that comes back to the economic discussion, right? They're feeling a surge. Because, look, we've got new demographics of gun owners. We know that to be the case. Black Americans mm -hmm. are buying guns in record numbers. Women are buying guns in record numbers, et cetera. And people like me, I'm going to be honest with you, I've slowed down my gun purchases a little bit. I do have a couple in mind that I want to get. One of them, ladies and gentlemen, is that Smith & Wesson uh, lever action. I, I have to get my hands on that gun. I don't care what I have to do to do it, but I can't wait to get it. That's just one of them. But at the same time, yeah, I, there's apprehension there. There's trepidation there because those store owners, Paul, as you know, are feeling that same economic pinch individually as consumers that, that all of us are. And I, I personally have said, I, and I'm going to say this again, I think the industry booms this year 
maybe around the end of the third, maybe beginning of fourth quarter, around November, I see where I think we're going to see. And it, I think it'll probably be a little bit before that because of the political wins. We were just talking with Alan Gottlieb, who says the Democrats I, you know, are showing no indication of backing off of their push for gun control, which as we get closer to November is going to really manifest itself. And I think it will manifest itself when people if people begin to see polls tightening, et cetera. That's when you're going to see gun shop sales going off the chain. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I mean, it, we've seen that historically, right? I mean, and in, in depending on the political climate, it really does dictate a lot of different things. But in the gun industry, historically, uh, mm-hmm. you know, depending on who people see coming down the down the pipe, um, it really, it really, you know, pardon the pun, triggers them, and they go out and they start they start buying, right? Because they it's the same thing with ammo. Yeah. You know, when you think about all the things, they can't get rid of all the guns. It's not going to happen. They can impact ammo. And and I think we're going to there's there's things that we could see coming down the road that I think uh, are pretty concerning. So, yeah, I mean, that's what people load up on when they, you know, same with food. Right. If you think something's coming, you're going to go and and stock up. Um, I certainly hope so. You know, we push the heavens harvest here. People, I, I, again, I'll throw this this plug in. But guys, you, you're hearing it now, also from Paul. Food, guns, ammo. These things are are critical for your survival and your safety during tough times. You know, I I think because of the push that we're seeing with gun control, that it shows no signs of letting up. I personally believe, Paul, that the media is going to do that job for guns for gun stores and for manufacturers mm-hmm. because they're going to they're going to tell us all day long that Joe Biden is up they're going to show whatever poll they've got that's going to right. try to shed the democrats in a great light and that's going to shed you know that's going to put fear into people who are going then going to go out as they get that push and see these polls tightening as the media continues to lie to everybody to try to get a democrat elected Boom. That's when you're going to see sales go up. And, you know, really, honestly, I think it's going to be third quarter. I could be wrong. But historically, as you mentioned, that is what we see. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's another, you know, again, you have to take care of what you have. It, 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 It amazes us that people make you know, pay five hundred, you know, six hundred thousand dollars for for firearms. And then they buy the cheapest thing they possibly can. Uh, to clean them, or they just don't clean them. Yeah, you know, and and so again, it's it's about protecting your investment. So, you know, we say keep it ready, keep it clean. Yeah, uh, at nice. home, in the field, right, and at the ranch. Yeah. You just, you know, I, I'm guilty of it. As, as men, we just need to be. We need to, and and women, adults, we need to be good stewards of the responsibilities that uh, that we have. And and so much of that is making sure that we have food, making sure that we have a means to protect ourselves and our family. All of those things fall under our purview, right? That's it. You're spot on, brother. Paul Reggio, Barrel Buddy, you've got a product that makes it really simple to do. Ladies and gentlemen, BarrelBuddy.com. You heard it from Paul. Take care of your investments. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm guilty of not doing that as much as I should. And, well, now it's kind of fun to do, and I can't wait. I'm going to spend some time tomorrow with these things on a lot of my guns that I've recently had out at the range that should have already been cleaned that weren't. Paul Reggio, Barrel Buddy, thank you for partnering with Armed American Radio. We're looking forward to working with you and bringing you back onto the show in the very near future. Ladies and gentlemen, it's BarrelBuddy.com. These things are $14. 
and 99 cents. They'll change your your gun cleaning lives. I can promise you. Armed American Radio continues at six minutes after with AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News, followed by John Gibbon from Arms List, and then a classic roundtable with the boys. We'll be back. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 